you for once again listening to Conversation with Yisha. I'm glad to have you back. Thanks for supporting me through these months. Um, today I have my two faves again, Mandy and B. Today the conversation will not be led by me though. It will be led by Mandy. Remember like two or three episodes ago when I said that maybe this podcast should be called Conversations with Mandy and Yisha. <laughs> Like I remember that. Once, once, once I <laughs> maybe it should be. So Mandy, oh, <clears throat> say hello, and hello. then after Mandy must take the reins. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Hello, Hi, listeners. everyone. Thanks for oh, having everybody. me on your show, uh, Yald's show. <laughs> I feel honored to be, you know, hosted by such two wonderful, powerful women. Thank you. Wow. Feel like a favorite guest here, you know. So good. Also, the, the sarcasm behind hey. those words. No, the disrespect, <laughs> the disrespect on me and Aisha's I'm podcast. On our podcast, like this. I'm the victim, okay? <laughs> <clears throat> But anyway, hi Bernardo um, and hi to um, the listeners of the podcast. Uh, yeah, so apparently I'm leading this uh, topic. Um, mm-hmm. And I think maybe I should start by just reading the thing that inspired okay. the topic for today, right? <clears throat> so here goes. So, Barry, what if no one is actually making you feel small but yourself most times it's your perception that creates the lens you see everything out of that you project onto the things other people do that makes you perceive the meaning behind these things the way that you do so (laughs) with that said right so when i first read this um I think it also just came from from a point where I was just doing a lot of self reflection, um, mm. and I think it had come it had come from a conversation I had with a colleague. Mm. We were speaking about another colleague, and then I started feeling paranoid about my performance at work, and then only to find that when I went to went into my one on one with my manager, everything that I felt paranoid about didn't exist, right, mm. and. So it just made me start thinking about how, based on our experiences in life, based on how we feel about ourselves, that tends to basically create a lens that we see the world through, which Mm. may not necessarily be true. So what are your guys' thoughts on that? Um. I think this is a multifaceted. I think you reading that that um, passage, passage statement or snippet or whatever mm. is is different from what you experience, right? Yes. Um, and the thing that I'm saying, I'm I'm not I'm not saying I'm. What I'm actually trying to say is I don't think the snippet and what you were feeling at work are related, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And the reason why I'm saying this is because apart from the snippet, the snippet makes me think of totally different, but okay. your experience makes me think of something else that's totally different. And it's something that I go through uh, as well. Um, that <clears throat> what's, what's the word for it? What's the word? Imposter syndrome. Yes. I have mm. major imposter syndrome um, where I, I, I know I can do my job, right? Mm. I qualify for it. I've been doing it for five years. I know I can do this. But there are some times where you get a brief and you're like, oh, will I be able to do this? Or someone says to you, can you please add this and add that and add that? And you're like, yeah, sure. At that time, you're like, yeah, no, I can do it. I can do it. Mm. I can do it. And then you like, when you think about it, you're like, oh, can I do it? Can I do it? Mm. Or if you if you want to move on to a, 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 a better job or mm. like not even a better job because your job might be great, but you want to move on to a place where you can grow, right? Mm. Uh, or where you see yourself going into and you see the job spec and you... I don't know if it's like a female thing and I'm also digressing from the snippet that you read. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a female thing where you want to check all the boxes where yes. you're like, okay, uh, uh, can I type? Do I know Microsoft Word? Do I know Excel? Do I know mm-hmm. Microsoft Access? No. Oh, I've heard about it, but I don't know it. When you don't know at, at, at that interview, they might say, okay, you, you, do, you know three out of four, the mm. four we will teach you and something like that, right? Mm. But as I was saying, I was digressing, but most people do have major imposter syndrome. And I'm so sorry that you're going, you go through that. It's something that I personally am, am learning to, to, uh-huh. to, to get through because mm. I have that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, but back to the snippet, right? So about us belittling ourselves, mm-hmm. it is literally, you're right, it is how we perceive the world. But mm. it's also uh, what we experience, what we were taught, right? It reminds me of something that happened um, last year. So I have a friend, right? And this friend is afraid of dogs. Mm. Okay deadly afraid of dogs right child Mm. and her child is not afraid of dogs right Mm. so the time where we were at a a park and that park allowed dogs to to roam on the in the park um because some 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 parks either say that your dogs have to be on the leash Mm. or they can't be here at all right Mm. so Mm. we decided to go to a dog park even though we probably should have checked because my, 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 my friend doesn't like dogs. But there was this dog that was coming towards her kid. And her mm. kid was also running towards the dog, right? Mm. And the dog did not <clears throat> see at all, right? Mm. But she was like, ah, ah, and I'm like, please do not do that. Do mm. not transfer your fears onto your child. Yes. Don't be that parent. Like people who shouldn't be I I have grown up not liking my legs. 
I don't like my legs. It has nothing to do with anyone, right? Mm -hmm. But if and or when I get a child, I don't want to be harping about my dislike for my legs all the time because mm. then they might pick see, they oh. might pick it up mm. as like them not turning to like their body the mm. way yeah. I am. And it has nothing to do, honestly, it has nothing to do with um, my mom or how I was raised because my mother has hardly ever spoken about any part of her body that she dislikes. Right, mm-hmm. I I don't know, m- must have bred it on my own or picked it up on TV or whatever. Uh, but that's how I am, and I do not want to pass it on on to my children. But mm-hmm. anyway, let me not hog the segment because <laughs> even though the podcast is mine, this segment does not belong to me. It does not. No, but those were valid points. They were. Uh, they and, were. and they get they they got me thinking. I mean, if, just on the example that you had mentioned about the dog, I when I was growing up, I had always had a fear of dogs, but nothing had ever happened to me related mm. to a dog. So nothing bad had ever happened to me. But I had always heard, you know, of a friend that got bitten, and, and obviously, you know, here you you don't know exactly what that person did to all that dogs. You know what what was the demeanor at the time? Where were their thoughts at, um, and why they you, they got attacked? Maybe they you know were antagonizing the dog or something like that. Um, but it's something that I I grew up with, and it 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 it, it literally like slowed me down in terms of you know just taking a walk taking a walk because I was so afraid of dogs and and nothing had ever happened to me. And uh, fast forward uh, where our parent, my parents got, got a dog from the SPCA and it wasn't a puppy. It was, it was quite grown, but I was older and, and, and I made a switch to say, let me put out the energy that I, the reality that I've lived, not the perception I've had in my mind related to dogs. Let me actually just use that. I haven't had an incident. This dog is not going to, you know, if it does, it does, but I'm not going to, you know, have hold on to that negativity. I'm going to just love this dog. And as soon as it came out, it was the one that looked like it was scared and I could see it in its eyes and, you know, nothing happened, nothing bad happened. We fell in love with each other. Um, Dude, yes, this is beautiful stuff here. This is like rom com y, you know. Um. (laughs) Yeah, I fell in love with that dog, and it was was all because of you know me changing that the perception, um, that I had that was causing my reality to be, um, you know, a negative light. And just to go back to the passage that you read when you were reading, uh, reading, reading it out, um. the example, the, 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 yeah, the memory I had in my mind was anytime I've had interviews, you know, I can stumble on something small and I feel like I've ruined my, my, all my chances for this position. Yeah. I feel like I don't know anything anymore because I stumbled on one question that mm. You know, if I was given, if I gave myself some time to just calm down and and think about the question, I would be able to answer it. But, you know, because of that little stumbling block, 
my perception now is uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what, what I'm doing in this field and yeah. they've seen it now. And, you know, it, it, it <clears throat> because a lot of the interviews I've had, it's me interviewing within uh, the organization I work for. And mm. I'd always think about, does that now change their perception of me continuing yeah. in either this new role or oh, I mean, in the role I'm in or moving into this new role that I'm applying for? Um, but, you know, after conversations, uh, after the, the, the interview, you find that people, you know, they, you, you are the one that's being hard on yourself and mm-hmm. you, you, you do, they, they, they do see that you know what you're doing. Um, but yeah, that, that, that perception can, you know, be something that you, you, you make your reality and it, it does, it can slow you down if you still hold on to that. Yeah. And, you know, as soon as um, I actually started to just give her thoughts on this topic, she did say it was very multifaceted, right? Mm. <clears throat> because I, I do think we'll find ourselves digressing a lot in this mm. conversation because there are so many layers to touch on. Um, because we could say how the snippet thought is that what if no one is making you feel small? but it's just your perception of things. So this could be entirely a conversation about how our, how our perceptions basically run our lives. Seeing they say, mm. I don't know, I don't know when, where I read this. I can't remember. And it's probably not even hundred percent accurate where they say, <laughs> <laughs> it's something along the lines of you like 80%. A that you created. <laughs> please, please. Yeah. Like guys, check it out. Don't take my word for it. But apparently that um, 80% of our lives are basically our subconscious, doing things without really thinking about them. That's why it's so important. Uh, but the type of things we listen to, the type of things we, re- we read, because they do become embedded in our subconscious. And you find yourself just having a fear of things and not actually even knowing where the root is. Mm. And I think even when I put up this snippet um when i was just doing a little reflection it brought me back to a conversation that b and i once had where so being on this podcast with aisha has allowed me to basically become more confident in voicing my opinions Mm. and i remember b once asked me that do you feel like maybe the squad stifles you do we not give you a chance to speak on things and I remember telling him at the time that, look, it's not a squad problem. It's a me problem, right? It's a me problem. And I think for the largest, basically how I've perceived myself, like mm. the largest part of my 20s is that maybe my opinion doesn't matter. But that's because I felt like it didn't matter to me. Mm. So maybe it doesn't matter to other people. And that mm. necessarily had nothing to do with people in my life or other things that was just purely a me problem which stems from a lot of things that have happened but I think the fact that once you do become aware of certain things that have happened that have altered the way you look at life I think once you become aware of that fact you do have a responsibility to try not necessarily try and change the perception but to get to the root of why you do things a certain way, of why you think a certain way. Because I, th- I feel like sometimes we do use 
our life experiences and things that have happened to us as a cop-out, right, of mm. doing better, of becoming better. Mm. So I think in as much as I was putting that thing to acknowledge that there are things that happen to us that change how we look at life, it's also our responsibility to basically try and change it for the better if you think your perception of life is negative. Sure. Mm. That is a <clears throat> um, And you know what? It, it, things like this could stem from, like B said, one stumbling block, right? Mm. Yes, you could, yes. You could do something that you think is embarrassing or maybe for real it was embarrassing. And it, it could make you be fearful of something for the rest of your life, mm. right? And literally paralyze you. Mm. Um, when you could like learn so many things. Like, you know how people always remember in, 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 um, uh, 2018 2019 mm-hmm. I think as well we would be doing things rock climbing um <laughs> hiked up table mountain we would bungee jump we would um uh what skydive what's the last thing that we did that paragliding mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and people would always say like why are you testing your life mm. why yeah you you like you giving the test to god why are you doing these things right mm. and they automatically think that they ha- they would have a fear of heights but what if you don't right mm. Mm. what if it gives you such a thrill mm. i remember jumping off that plane and looking at the world and thinking oh my god is this what birds see this is so mm beautiful mm. and it's so peaceful like it's there is no rush there is no noise it is just so calm mm. right mm. and it became something that i loved mm. i loved and like b said um like i said at the beginning as well someone else's experiences or someone else's fears right can stop you from enjoying things Mm -hmm. because maybe even even my my my, like if if an aunt of mine said what you bungee jumping they have never done it before Mm -hmm. right yeah so they think that they are afraid of heights as i said but they might not be Mm. and and things like that hold dramatically No, they do. Agreed. They do. And they it's, do. It's, it's actually quite dangerous if you let someone's perception, you know, ruin how you go about things, like the transference of, of fears, as yeah. you mentioned now, with where, you know, an aunt can say, what, why are you going to, to bungee jump and things like that? And it, you know, they could be stopping that thing in you of always getting out of your comfort zone. Maybe that's something that, you know, doing these activities like your bungee jumping, your skydiving, they always remind you to always get out of your comfort zone and push yourself and have fun doing it. And, uh, you know, if you if you let those people, you know, let their, their negativity slow you down, it could be something that could, you know, slow you down in terms of 
branching out, whether it be career-wise or, you know, personal growth, um, because you're letting those people dictate, you know, your, your emotions with their mm-hmm. fear. And it's not wrong to do that. Um, I'm not necessarily saying it's wrong because, yes, it might, like, have major issues, but we are social beings, mm. right? Mm-hmm. As human beings, we are social beings. So there are some things that we live off of people. Yeah. Right? Good. Um, yes, we were bored during apartheid. We didn't live it, but we know how terrible it was. Mm. We don't want to try it, do we? No. no. <laughs> we don't need to. No. I'm, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry for being so quickly morbs, but still. But yeah. We don't. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Like there are certain things where the trans, like the transference of fear, I just always go back to the, just the relationship that parents have with their kids, right? There mm. are certain things that it's valid to be scared of right yeah. like mm-hmm. like fire like if you're telling a child don't touch the stove it's for a valid reason don't touch the mm-hmm. stove so we can understand why maybe certain perceptions that we have in life are valid i think this goes back to what we were saying that some of some of our perceptions can be very dangerous just like um imposter syndrome especially in the workplace where if you if if you really think so little of yourself, it does become debilitating to your career because you always just you always just acting from a place of fear and not from a place mm-hmm. of hope. If you're always doing things from a place of hope, I feel like it just broadens your horizons even more. And just to expand on what I mean by this, um, <clears throat> like in the last recent years, especially with GBV being such a huge problem in our country, right so when i watch other documentaries of things that happen to women in other countries that does make me scared of going to other countries and i always tell myself yo i must never drink in another country but then if i'm planning trips to italy with aisha which italy is like wine country and i'm just like ah now i can't drink because hey what if something happens what if something happens and i feel like if i'm always saying yo if i'm always thinking of always the bad that could happen i could never experience any of the good while Mm. my fears are valid there still Mm. needs to be a balance to how you live life Mm. because yeah as you think about people who just stay in their houses for the rest of their lives and yes they might be content with that but sometimes you do ask yourself how much more could you have gotten out of life if you had just acted from a place of hope rather than fear sure and also like belittling yourself from i i I like how you mentioned the whole gbv thing right gbv um other other abuse that you might have come across in your life right you Mm. belittle yourself and make yourself seem small because other people have made you feel small throughout your life they have told you that you are ugly they have told you that you're stupid they have told you that you are like fat or too mm. and have made you anorexic made you bulimic made you like overeat because they thought you were skinny they have mm. um created this this life in you where 
every everything that you do you hear these abusive things right Mm -hmm. so that could be also a major like impact in your life you know how in movies um especially comedies are found that there'll always be maybe this under dog and then something happens and then they'll always dedicate a message to their mass teacher they'll be like to mrs mang mang you said i would never amount to anything for me that speaks volumes about people who end up in their 30s 40s 50s and once they achieve something great they still remember the words of a teacher from when they were teenagers and it just goes to show that yes maybe the teacher said it when you were 13 and then maybe you forgot about it but as soon as something good happens in your life you remember these words and then that just goes back to what i was saying about how certain things are just embedded in your subconscious that you also feel like maybe you'll never do anything great in your life so when you finally do it just becomes this triumph about okay i proved i proved mrs mangmang wrong right and it's just so heartbreaking to me that even most of our lives we spend it trying to prove other people wrong because of how they saw us when we were teenagers when we were kids even when we were adults right because mm-hmm. as much as we always say our mistakes don't define us whenever something happens to us we always the mistakes are always the first thing that come to mind instead of any other great achievements you've made. And I think I'm guilty of this where I'll get a promotion, move to a new job, do something good, but I never even take days or a second to acknowledge that, wow, this was a great thing. I'll always remember, I'll always, I'll always remember something that I did, mistakes that have long passed, long passed, even though I'm making strides to try and have a better future or something. I'll always remember that, yay, Rena, you dropped out. The fact that even though I dropped out, even though I didn't finish my degree, there are still so many other things that I've done, but they never come to the forefront. And I think it's still something that I'm still struggling with that I'm trying to get rid of. But eh, it it just always makes me chuckle at how, you know, you, you always read these things about your mistakes don't define you, in-ing, but I feel like your lowest moments are always the ones that people remember, that you remember, that society remembers, right? As much as we always, as society, we try and have this, uh, mes- this positive message that we always bring to kids. And it's always made me wonder why still does it happen that negativity always seems to always be at the forefront, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think maybe it's probably because people realize things way too late and they're mm. like, oh my goodness, what I learned in life is that you shouldn't do this. Yeah. And we generally fall into the same steps of the people that came before yeah. us. Mm. But also a thing that you mentioned about failure is that we we sometimes we, we want to think of like failing forward. Like, yes. you know, like a failure is 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 growth or whatever but also it goes back to what you were saying about a teacher or someone that was mm. saying that you will never amount to anything when you fail you think oh maybe she was right or he was yeah. right that I'll never amount to a- anything maybe um and it takes you forever it takes you so many stumbling blocks 
until later on in your years where you're like, you know what? I shouldn't have taken those people seriously. But but the damage sometimes has already been done. No, that's 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 good points. And I honestly feel like that's something that we don't we don't as a society teach our kids um nowadays is 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 failing i feel like you know we cuddle and we we try and make sure you know everything is sunshine and rainbows yes you know failure is going to happen and you know like your example of the teacher and and the aunt or the relative that told you you weren't going to amount to something um is something that can be a stumbling block that that stops you dead in your tracks um but for me personally and it's it's something that you know i i learned it where those those voices those people become the motivator and mm-hmm. you know that's the other side of the coin yes it's, it 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 is it is something that can stop you but it also can be something that motivates you um and you know if we just teach kids how to like you mentioned to fail forward uh, yes it's something that it, it doesn't it can't always happen but you know teaching people how to fail the right way if mm-hmm. i can put it that way, um where you don't just you know wipe it out of your 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 memory your existence that you know someone said something that you know was putting me down in achieving my goal i i you know your example mandy of you know i have um I, I dropped out and this and that, and you want to just, you know, wipe that out of your mind. No, that has made you who you are right mm-hmm. now. You you learned from what happened, that those past experiences um, have shaped who you are. So it, it would be more of, you know, using those experiences to, to, to make yourself stronger mentally on how you yeah. tackle, um, you know, new challenges, not necessarily just wiping it out. Um, but yeah, I, I I do know if you don't have the right mindset, it can be something yeah. that cripples you. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It reminds me of of um um uh, that well. said, um, be careful of what you say to yourself, mm. right? Because like words matter, conversations matter. Mm. Thing that I've always like. There's a friend of mine the one thing that I've always like admired about him where he would like stand in front of the mirror and say, Ooh, you sexy. You look good today. It would be the funniest thing on earth, but it would be a a thing that is like, okay, those are affirmations for yourself. Right. So people like in the past few years have been big were big on affirmations i don't Mm. know if it's still a big thing now but it's it's a thing that should be should be started um from from a young age Mm. just like on on the help the help where viola was like you is kind you is smart it's beautiful beautiful start that from then and just like go on and on and on about like grow with it Mm. right and and um we we must learn that we um things will happen 
Mm. And people will also have their own opinions. Mm. But we is kind. We We is is smart. smart, And we we is beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I I like that about the affirmations. Um, And I think the more we teach our kids that we'll, we'll, we'll have less self-hate, self-loathing. Mm. Yes, so like you mentioned, people will say, you know, whatever they say about you, but the most important opinion that you should, you know, care about is your own. Sure. How, how do you feel about you? Mm. And if you, if you worry more about that opinion, it doesn't matter what anyone can say Mm. because you know your truth and you know that's that's all that matters Mm. and not only for future generations but for ourselves as well yeah right we should like i said the words that you say to yourself matter Mm -hmm. right uh yes you might be having a bad hair day or whatever but that does not make you ugly and even if it makes you ugly to everyone else that's their presence but you should not be ugly to yourself Mm. yeah yeah so it should start from like within i know it's hard to say that Mm. also it's hard to practice what we preach like i said about me and my legs right Mm. It's, it's hard to practice what we preach. It's not like tomorrow I'll be waiting skirt. It's, it's just like, it's a hard thing, but it, it takes is. practice. Like it everything. Mm. It takes practice. And time. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And we're so yeah. quick to accept other people. Mm. And not ourselves. And not ourselves. Sure. Yeah. And perception, so for a quote, this which is hundred percent true because I've been reading a lot these days, where they say perception is reality to the one in the experience. So mm. whatever reality that you are creating for yourself, whatever perception that you have in your mind is what will be true. So mm. you need to decide what is the type of reality that you want to create for yourself. Mm. That is so true. I wish it could work That's with powerful. money. But right? <laughs> like money come, if they money come in my bank, 5,000 in my bank account to be 5,000 in my bank. Like argue, everything except for money. Okay. It, no, I, I would argue it, it, it is, it, it does reign true even for money because, mm-hmm. you know, people that are wealthy, it starts with the way you think. It's yes. not the the physical that you have. And if you if you have that right mindset, you you put in that perception of no man, money will come. I will get to this X Y Z. The things that I want, I will work for them. Mm-hmm. Chances are, you will have them. If and if you have a mentality or or your perception is oh because of my background, I'll never you know attain yeah. X Y Z. Then you won't get it because you've already you know, blocked yourself off from that opportunity because of the way you're thinking. You'll never go and attain it. But mm. yeah, if you, if you just change your 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 or your your perception of how you look at money, you, then it will come. Okay. On that note, oh, I forgot mm. I was the one who was supposed to be hosting this. But on that note, guys, um, watch how you speak to yourselves. Mm. But even also watch. You know that they say we are the sum of the five people that we spend 
uh, most of the time with I believe that's true if you constantly <laughs> and in as much as the things that we say to ourselves I think our environment also matters mm. so also also surround yourself with the type of reality that you want to have let me say that let me not enforce my money views relationship views with people mm-hmm. surround yourself with people with people that inform the type of reality and perception that you want to have on life mm. well said well said and then thank you for this i i will end it by saying mm-hmm. what does paul say mandy what does rupaul if you ain't gonna love yourself, how the hell do you expect somebody else? Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, I haven't watched yes. it. If in you a long ain't time. gonna love yourself, how the hell do you expect to be loved by somebody? By somebody else. else. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. I'm gonna end it there. Yep. I was about to sing a RuPaul song, then one didn't come to mind. Um, She's a super queen. <laughs> Thank you guys for the fruitful conversation. It was really great. Thank you, Susie. Like when you come up with other things, just let me know, and then we'll have I a shall. I shall do that. Thanks, Thanks, do that. Yeah. Thanks, B. Yeah.